five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, let's go over to Fishburn and see how he's doing today. Excuse me, are you Gen Z? Our brand wants to engage with you. Where should we try to reach you? TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Discord, Roblox, Twitch. Hey, where did you go? <laughs> it's funny because whenever I tell people I'm on those channels, then they think I'm not a nut or something. Uh, I'm not a nut. Well, maybe I am a nut. I can't deny that. Anyway, let's go over here. Okay, so marketers are constantly obsessed with how to reach younger generations to stay relevant. It's always been that way. Probably always will be. And uh, this can make lead to a lot of cringy marketing. And Tom says his daughters make fun of him for using the term cringy, even though cringy, even though uh, that's what they call it. But if he uses the term, then they make fun of him because they shouldn't be older people shouldn't be trying to talk like young people. And I, I know, you know, I it's really funny to watch movies like with with uh, Judy Garland and and uh, anyway, you know, and the and they're talking hip hop or or bebop or whatever it is, you know, and it's of course it's predates our my parents, you know, and just to see the the interesting way that youthful language, uh, you know, adapts or whatever that that the, the youth always want to come up with their own language. We did it and uh and the kids today are doing it and you know it's a way of creating a a cultural identity it's a way of including and excluding so don't be surprised if you're excluded i've always believed that it's great to have uh regular grammar and and <laughs> elevate language best you can uh even with your kids um so anyway brands consistently make a couple of big mistakes okay First, they treat generations as monolithic blocks that act and operate the same. You know, so it, it is interesting because uh, in the next article, which we'll touch on, uh, one of the things it says is, is that, that young people, 16 to 24, are looking for purpose. And, and I think that's – there's even some um, studies – I think Jordan Peterson was talking about this, that say that that is part of the maturation process. It's like your brain is developing from, a, from, from about 18 to 27, and it's looking for something to hang its hat on, I guess, and that that happens, that is part of the deal. And in our culture, because we don't have a, uh, a rite of passage, a, uh, an actual rite of passage, whereas many cultures uh, do, uh, because we don't have a time when you become a man or you become a woman or whatever, that the our society latches onto things that are vague, <laughs> and but a sense of purpose can be can be fulfilled by, you know, by thinking that uh, global warming is the is the absolute crisis. I was uh, a, a, a participant in the very first Earth Day. I had an Earth <clears throat> flag on my on my army jacket. Uh, that I had bought at the Army Surplus Store, um, I was all in for environmental causes. Uh, at that, in that day, it was global cooling was the big danger, and I still have some of those books on my shelf. Um, and so I latched on to to that purpose, 
and that direction. And the direction was we have to stop global cooling. Now, how you do that wasn't clear. <clears throat> Much better is today's sense of purpose where we say it's all man's fault. Uh, whether or not that backs the science, uh, it makes it more embraceable. So anyway, um, this was an interesting takeaway, though. It says just because you're just because you go to where the where the kids are doesn't mean that you'll be welcomed. Jennifer Spaulding, Cheeto, uh, head of marketing for Cheetos at Frito-Lay, said she operates burner accounts on various social channels. You don't need a burner account. You just need a different name and an email. <laughs> but you can call it that if you want. Posing as Gen Z to try to better understand Gen Z and how to react with them. Eh, that's true. But if you, don't, if you don't listen more than you talk, they'll know that you're old. <laughs> Sometimes you have to zip it and let the artist or celebrity tell you how to really communicate. And that's why we have a style consultant for this show <coughs> who always tells me what I did wrong and sometimes tells me what I did right. Okay, Andy Bateman, CEO of Sid Lee, says, says brands are too often thinking about my market, my position, what we uniquely own in the market. And uh, the whole language around brands and marketing has been ownership-based, right? It's a little like customer relationship marketing. You don't have a relationship with your customers. You, you were a vendor. You got them what they wanted at the time they wanted it or didn't. And I think that'll show up in the next article. So Gen, G, Gen Z knows when it's being bullshitted, <clears throat> as Charlie Noss said. Um, what do we know about Gen Z so we can get them to buy stuff? So far, all we know is they hate brands that try to get them to buy stuff, which, of course, isn't true. <clears throat> it's, the, the case is they hate brands who overtly try to get them to buy stuff without talking about <clears throat> all the purpose and things, which mostly is baloney, uh, that the brand stands for. But, you know, it's more subtle. It's a second-order sale. Okay. And that one isn't as funny, but this one's pretty funny. We learn to speak your language so your generation will start to pay attention to our ads. And then there's an emoji of not describing what. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and here's one, the Gen Z favorite brands, and it's a mess. And that's what it is, basically. Uh, what does this distribution of sentiment say? It says that... Uh, they want purpose, but they want it purpose the way they want it. They want purpose that speaks to them, which I think is, is kind of funny. So Adidas is in the top category, but it's number two in the sportswear category. And a lot of it becomes come because Adidas' popularity comes from the fact that it isn't Nike. They don't like the NFL, but they like Nike because NFL has problems with athlete privilege. But... But Nike has problems with that, too. Anyway, it basically says the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's probably where we should end. Okay, here's a great article that I've been wanting to talk about. So let's go over to this. Direct-to-consumer brands are shifting to old-school marketing tactics like direct mail. This is one of the best articles I've run across in a long time from Laura O'Reilly. And... Uh, it says, Otter Known, a six-year-old surfing company, was adept at using Facebook ads to target prospective customers. But the Facebook campaigns declined. And, and, and a lot of the word is that Apple's privacy changes were causing it because Facebook could no longer identify everything else you were looking at that wasn't Facebook, which is part of the way they made the thing work. Uh, now, whether it worked or not, that's another question. 
Whether it's scalable is another question. But the changes have made it costlier to acquire new customers using Facebook ads. So Otternone's chief marketing officer, Max Lashansky, said that they're planning to shift 25% of its marketing budget toward physical mail. How about that? That's pretty crazy, right? And they think they're going to go to 30 to uh, men's clothier Buck Mason increased its circulation of catalogs this year by 30% over 2020 and 2019. Increased the circulation of its catalogs. You know, now that could be to, to customers, but it could also be that they, you know, renting more lists and mailing broad, more broadly based on the results they've gotten from their customers. That's basically the progression in mail. You start with your customers because they get that if you're mailing to them, you value them. It's way more valuable than dumping an email on them a couple times a day. Okay, 10,000 also up, or up their direct their use of direct mail. It's too late for you this, this Christmas, but it's time to start planning. I was talking to a guy on the floor here, and he said he's already planning for 2022 Christmas. Okay, here's an example of the of the 10,000 cover. Okay, uh, programmatic direct mail. 10,000 uses programmatic direct mail um, that that triggers oftentimes a catalog or a postcard. Now you got to be timely about this. Uh, I remember Grant Johnson mentioning to me a client of his who decided to try programmatic mail, and they let the let the let the people accumulate who had visited their site that they hadn't seen before and waited about six weeks to mail them, which means two months later, nobody remembers that they visited your site. And that didn't work at all. Direct mail is inherently trackable. I like that about this. I like that about this article. Most people don't realize direct mail is easier to track than digital because rather than cookies and something that has to follow you around the internet to remember your identity, we know who we mailed. The post office tells us they got there, and we know it goes to a decision maker, and we know they have to touch it and look at it to decide whether to throw it out or not. So we have 100% engagement, basically, and they say 95%. But, you know, if you don't deal with mail, it piles up, whereas in digital advertising, the more you don't deal with it, the less you have to deal with. It's magical. So it's easy to trace if someone who's received a catalog went on to buy an item, obviously, because we mail to the house and we ship to the house. Plus, physical mailers tend to sit around on the dining room table for a relatively long period of time, an average a couple of weeks. Okay, here's Buck Mason in their catalog. Okay, Rockerbox, a marketing attribution platform that works with around 150 direct-to-consumer brands, uh, said Facebook still makes up the lion's share of the client's ad spend, but Facebook's share of those budgets has shrunk. Over the past two quarters, while the ads, Facebook ad cost has doubled, I think, uh, shifting to areas including direct mail, plus others. Okay, other direct to consumers are, relate, are relocating their ad spend to other places, to Amazon Ad Network. The days where you could launch on Facebook and scale to six-figure ad spend very quickly are over. The days when you could launch and quickly scale, okay, are over. And that's the note for today. So if you're not thinking about mail, you should be. And if you're thinking about mail, you should talk to somebody who's been in that space for 30 or 40 years. Because people are making the same mistakes they, they did in the 80s, where they try a little mail. They don't set up proper testing. They don't understand the differences between mail and other media. They don't understand the benefits of mail. 
that mail can build a heuristic system that few other media can touch. I'm John Miglosh. Like and share. Make a comment. Those comments are worth 20 likes from what I hear. And I always like hearing from you and hearing your questions. The articles today will be over on WDMA.org if you subscribe, which is free. Bye-bye.